This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. to remind us that in Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse seven, it says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And I want to talk about what the treasure is. I want to talk about who the vessel is and what the vessel is all about. And just to remind all of us that every day as we go about our lives, We are carriers of an important treasure, including at work, and it's a treasure that we can share. So let's talk a little bit about what the treasure is. The treasure that we are carrying is really the Holy Spirit of God. It's the good news of God and the glory of God in Christ, in the Messiah. And when we think about it, We are carrying around with us God's message of light, hope, peace, and life. And that treasure that we're carrying is not a treasure that's of ourselves. It comes from beyond ourselves. It comes from God himself. And he has entrusted us to be the carriers. So as carriers, we are earthen vessels, or as some translations would say, We are jars of clay. And think about pottery. Back in the ancient biblical world, pottery was the most common form of a vessel in the house. You had vessels that were just everyday commonplace ones and some fancier ones. You could hold water. You could hold wine. You could hold food. There were all kinds of things that you would do as an earthen vessel. And when I think about us, a clay vessel has certain properties, has certain qualities. First of all, it is earthly and earthy. It is perishable and it's breakable. It's long lasting too. We find that in a lot of excavations of ancient civilizations, they find pieces of pottery as part of those excavations to understand more about the cultures that have gone on before us. So clay is able to be molded into different shapes, especially when it's mixed with water, and it's able to hold water. So if you think about nourishing plant life around it, clay can hold water for that purpose and also more nutrients to actually nourish plants. Sometimes clay is not as strong as other substances. And in fact, when Daniel saw that vision with the clay feet, uh, one of the qualities about the clay feet is that it really could be broken. It was not as strong as maybe some other substances. So it's not the most powerful, and yet it does have some useful qualities as well. I'll remind you that in Jeremiah, the 18th chapter, God had told the prophet Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house and to get a vision of what was going on down there. And at the potter's house, the potter was making a vessel and it said it got marred or somehow messed up. 
in the potter's hands. And the potter was able then to remake the vessel into something else. And a lot of times that's what God wants to do with us. If we get marred in his hands and don't turn out quite right, he can remake us, put us back on the potter's wheel, add some more water and shape us the way he would like for us to be. And whatever way he shapes us, whatever vessel he turns us into, we will be a vessel of honor when we are carrying the treasure that he puts in us. And it's not to be hoarded. It's a treasure that really is to be shared. So in our workplaces, we are like those common clay pots found in every room. We're in boardrooms. We're in offices. We are in conference rooms everywhere in the workplace. And maybe you're pouring out some water today for someone who is thirsty, for someone who needs a cool drink, for someone who is thirsting for the Spirit of God, even if they don't know it. And so we are there for the purpose of refreshing. And we ourselves, as the earthen vessel, we're not the treasure, but what we carry in us is the treasure. And you might be wondering, well, why is this important? And I say it's important because we're living in a time of great difficulty. And even Jesus warned in John 10, 10, that there was a thief out there who was coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And we know that that thief is the enemy of God. That thief is Satan. And 1 Peter 5, 8 says that that enemy, Satan, seeks to devour whomever it is that he finds that's vulnerable, he's ready to devour and to eat up that which he can. So when we think about this, I want us to remember that in this time period in which we are living, there are a lot of challenges and a lot of difficulties going on. Every day in the news, we find that there are shootings, more shootings in schools and workplaces, in malls and in neighborhoods, and deaths every day because of these shootings. We find that there are lots of weather disasters. There are fires and torrential rains that produce floods and tornadoes. There are all kinds of storms, windstorms, hurricanes, and there's also extreme heat, and many have died of extreme heat. And then there are other natural disasters, earthquakes and volcanic eruptions, tsunamis, and then there are wars and rumors of wars. We know about the war in Ukraine and Russia's part in that. We understand the threat that China is offering now against Taiwan. So that's a rumor possibly of a war. And we find that because of all of these disasters that are happening, there are crop failures and food and water insecurity for different populations of people. And because of floods and fires, there's loss of property, loss of life, loss of businesses, loss of revenue. And there are all kinds of illnesses and deaths because of all-cause mortality being up. And this is what we've seen since the pandemic and post-pandemic. There are a huge number of increased deaths now. Some of those deaths may be due to COVID-19. They could be due to the vaccine effects in some people. They may be due to other medications that are designed to address the COVID-19 virus. 
and just all other kinds of causes of deaths of friends and deaths of relatives. Sometimes people have not had access to medical care, and so that's the situation. Or in other cases, they may be suffering from the vaccine effects and dying of heart issues and so on and so forth, and all different ages, whether young or older, some in the 30s, some in the 40s, some in the 60s, some in the 80s. When we have this treasure in us, what God is anticipating and what he is expecting is that we would use this treasure that he has given us to pour out so that we can comfort and encourage those around us so that they will know the source of our strength and that they too can be introduced to the one who showers us with his peace, the peace that passes all understanding, so that we can introduce those around us to the true balm in Gilead. Back in the biblical days, in the place of Gilead, there was an ointment, there was a treatment that would heal illnesses and conditions. It had the power to soothe and to heal. And the Messiah of God has also been referred to as the balm in Gilead. So as these earthen vessels, we are carrying a treasure that can heal people and that can encourage people at a time when some are becoming so discouraged that they're committing suicide. And again, the enemy is at work seeking whom he can destroy and kill. Yet Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and more abundantly. And sometimes when people look at their circumstances, they don't see hope. They don't see how they can have life and more abundantly. And yet the treasure that God has given us shows us how to live above and beyond our circumstances. And this is something certainly to be shared. So what I'd like to do is share a couple readings with you that relate to this. And as I've been referencing 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and we'll read several verses here, starting with about verse 3. And it says, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. 
I think this isn't important. These people were suffering. They were suffering a great deal of persecution. And yet because of the light inside of them, because of the power of the treasure that God had put in them, they were able to withstand all of these assaults. And it wasn't because they were so great. It was because God in them was great through Jesus Christ, his Messiah, who was giving them the power to be hard-pressed on every side and yet not be crushed. And so some people weren't able to receive this message because it says that the good news was veiled from them and their minds had been blinded by the God of this age, who we know is the enemy, Satan. They did not believe, and therefore the light of the good news really could not penetrate uh, to their circumstances. So we are light bearers, and our purpose and intention is to shine the light on the one who really can make a difference when we're in this world of shootings and illnesses and deaths and weather disasters and other natural disasters. Then I'd also like to share a reading from 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, about the comfort of God. And this will start in verse 3, and it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consolation. So the apostles were saying, we've suffered many things. And even as we've suffered all of this, the God of all consolation consoled us. And we can encourage you so that even in your sufferings, they're saying, the God of consolation will also comfort you. This is still true in our world today. As those around us are suffering, we can let them know that our God of all comfort still comforts us in trials and tribulations. And we are witnesses of that comfort. We are able to testify about what God has done for us, and also let them know he is still in the business of comforting his people today. So whether there be tornadoes, hurricanes, fires, rain, storms, earthquakes, no matter what is happening around us. As we said last time, our God has promised never to leave us or to forsake us, he will be with us through the storms. He will comfort us through the storms and bring us through on the other side. So let us take that message, that treasure in us 
of God's good news and pour out the water from the water pictures that we are of the Holy Spirit of God wherever we go. Hi, this is Dr. Karen, and I'm here today with Yos Snoop, who is the CEO and president of the Bible League. And the Bible League is a ministry that provides Bibles and instructional materials in the Word of God, as well as trains teachers in their local language and culture to share the Word of God and to disciple people. So today, Yos, tell us a little bit about the impact of the Bible League. What's going on out there? Last year, I met this uh, lady. Her name was Nimia. Uh, Nimia was born in 49. She became a Christian in 2002. And last year, we were able to invite her in one of our trainings. At the end of that meeting, she stood up and shared her testimony. She said, this is the first time I received a Bible for my own. And I'm equipped to share the word of God with others. I thought by myself at that point, that's why we are Bible League. That's why God called us to be in ministry, to serve people like that and to equip them with the right materials and with the word of God. Oh, thank you so much, Yos, for sharing that story. And what I want to let everyone know is you can be a part of this movement as well. You can go to BibleLeague.org to find out more about the ministry and also to donate to the ministry. There are lots more stories like the one that Yos just shared today about lives that are changed and impacted for God through Jesus Christ. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.